You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Welcome back to another week of Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program. I am your host, Ayan Sherwa. What was the last movie you saw that made you cry or laugh or groan in frustration? Movies have the power to inspire, change and entertain. And on today's show, filmmaker Abdullah Omar shares his passion for movies and discusses his short film, Shimber. That's coming up soon, but first up, we've got to hear from Miss Lauren Hill. This is one of my favourite tracks of hers. It's called Everything is Everything. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. 
philosophy, possibly speak time. He drums at the city on street, Baptist, Baptist, and fine linen. From the beginning, my practice extending across the atlas. I begat this, flipping in together on the dirty mattress. You can't match this, rapper slash actress. More powerful than two Cleopatra's. Bomb graffiti on the tomb of Nefertiti. MCs ain't ready to take it to the Serengeti. My rhymes is heavy, like the mind of Sister Betty. El Boogie Sparks with stars and constellations. Then came down for a little conversation. Adjacent to the king, fear no human being. Roll with cherubims to Nassau Coliseum. Now hear this mixture with hip hop meets scripture. Develop a negative into a positive picture. Now everything is everything. Sometimes it seems, sometimes it seems, we'll touch that dream, we'll touch that but dream. things come slow and not at all, they come slow, yeah. and the ones on top, the ones on top, won't make it Yeah.
Subscribe to 3CR for music programs dominated by Australian artists, supporting Australian music making and lifting your day with glorious sound. 3CR is a membership-based organisation. We depend on our members' support. That's why we make it so easy to subscribe. Call 9419 8377 or go online to 3cr.org.au. Welcome back. You are listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program. I am Ayan Shirwa. So before the community announcement, I played one of my favorite songs. Actually, it's, I feel like it's one of my only favorite Somali tracks. It's called Nagma Nagma by King Khalid, and it's a love song. And today is Valentine's Day, so you connect the dots. Okay. Up now is my conversation with filmmaker Abdullah Omer. Abdullah's film Shimbir is showing at the Immigration Museum on the 15th of February alongside other films made by African creatives based in Australia. But before we discuss his movie, let's get to know Abdullah. 
My name is Abdullah Omar. I am a director and writer based in Nam, specializing in filmmaking predominantly. I enjoy conceptualizing stories, mainly surrounding around um, ideas, lives, and sort of issues revolving people of color. Um, I think that's where my stories tend to fly towards as this sort of what my experience has been living in this this country, which is really where I'm from. So what attracted you to filmmaking, Abdullah? I think I was in high school when originally there was this class called Film Studies. I was 15 at the time and I hadn't really been exposed to any sort of art form or anything creative at the time. And when I sat down and started Film Studies, it was as if a door had opened into something that I'd never seen before. I was so, I think, fascinated by the idea that you could sort of tell stories and express yourself through visual creativity. It was it was interesting. And I think coming from a sort of Somali Islamic background, you never really see that growing up. So it was nice. It was as if there was this tangible thing I could sort of flock towards. And it was lovely, I think, at a young age, being able to sort of express myself and do crazy ambitious projects with my friends. It was, it was a good time. Mm. Growing up, were there certain films that you watched and you were like, okay, one day I would love to replicate something like this? Or were there movies that kind of made you want to become a filmmaker? I think when I was younger, the, the films that I liked or were inspired by were films predominantly revolving around black stories and involved black leads because I think there was a lack of accessibility to those films and Whenever you watch something here in Australia or just sort of consume something on television, predominantly white stories written by white directors and produced by a white community. And so when I started watching content on the internet, I'd seen films like Dope that involved sort of like this story of finding yourself as a young black person. And those stories were eye-opening. It was as if I'd never seen something like that before. And when I'd finally found access to it, it was as if I could just watch as much uh, Black-owned content as possible and consume that. And I think that's what's influenced me the most is the ability to be able to access that. And I think here living in Australia, there's almost no access to any of that. And I think it's you have to sort of dig and find those um, pieces of art that are created by Black people. And I think it's such a um, hot thing and I feel like more spaces should open up and allow us to be able to express ourselves and build more of a community revolving making art. Well clearly the movie Dope inspired you because now you made your own short film. It's also one of the films that are showing at Into the Night which is an event that's coming up and features a lineup of filmmakers. Unfortunately tickets are sold but for those of us who were very lucky to get tickets, can you describe Shimbir for us without giving too much away? Shimbir was, I think in essence, it was a recollection of childhood memories. When I, I was in my, my second year of film school when I conceptualized Shimbir, and I remember having to pitch an idea and sort of stressing out, and I, I, I was very attracted to the concept of making a story from innocence and a naive perspective and I was naturally um, inclined to make something from a childlike experience and so when I sat down I started recollecting 
mainly the idea of Quran schools, madrasas <laughs> came to mind, and it was un unexplored territories. So when I started making this film, I really wanted to have an open dialogue or conversation with uh, children that I'd met when I was in madrasa or teachers that I sort of sat down and was lectured by or was inspired by. And I think in memory, it was navigating a lot of unexplored identity. I feel like for me, growing up in an Islamic background, I've always had a very confused understanding of my religious standpoint. And for me, Shimba was almost as if I could actually sit down and express myself and express my connection to religion and my understanding of religion and how I think a lot of my childhood memories has shaped the way I think. And I think Madrasas was a time period where I could also see people who were like me and in, in a place like in a place like this where you don't have that, you don't really have a sense of sort of community and even sort of go to those places that you sort of feel, wow, like there's a sense of belonging, you know? And I think that was the beauty of Shimba for me. Mm. There are listeners who might not know what Tuxi is or what madrasas are. Can you tell us more about those spaces? A madrasa or a Tuxi is a space where you learn about the Qur'an, uh, specifically mainly memorizing verses from the Qur'an. It's, it's a sense that we sort of, I guess, learn about the Islamic religion and the, the nuances and connections and associations to religion. It's a, it's a space where the children are sort of mainly um, learning about their cultural identity, their, their religious identity. It's, it's a space where you sort of understand um, culture and religion. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Abdullah. We will be back with more after this short community announcement. Yarra City Arts presents The Bandwagon, a new pop-up COVID-safe live entertainment venue at Condell Reserve this Sunday, February 20, from 6 to 8 p.m. Featuring punk rockers The Switches, who at age 13 will be playing their third public show, indie pop artist Ilka, who writes songs instead of getting therapy, and 16-year-old Cooper Jack, producer of Indie Pop Beats. For all Yarra Staycation events, visit yarracity.vic.gov.au slash rediscover. Yarra City Arts is a 3CR supporter. Welcome to Diaspora Blues. I'm Ian Shirwa. So today I'm speaking to Abdullah Omar about his foray into filmmaking and the movies that inspired his path. When we last left off, Abdullah was explaining what duxis and madrasas are. We return to the conversation as I share my own experience of duxis and what's changed since the 90s. It's also a very complicated space because for me, I'm a lot older than you um, and when I used to go to Duxi in the 90s and I think I stopped at 99. So I left in grade six. I quit and I was like to my whole year, I'm never going back to that place. But then it was very much, as you said, about memorizing and there was a lot of like punishment. So for me, I grew up thinking religion was about punishment and religion was about um, just kind of, it was very dogmatic to me is what I'm trying to say. Um, but my cousins who are growing up now, who are going to, Duxies, it's a whole different space. You know, people don't get hit. People don't, um, like, it's more gentle 
and there's you know space for people to be nurtured and and people actually explain what the Quran is as opposed to just shoving it down your throat. What was your own experience? That's a great question. I think when you mentioned your generation, because it would have been the 90s and I would have been going to Dukhsi during the mid to late 2000s, it was a time period where I believe corporal punishment or a sort of like normalized discipline was such a reoccurring phenomenon. It was so natural to see your friends get whacked uh, if they weren't really uh, paying attention or learning the Quran. And it was almost, I think for me, when I went to Duxi, I just did not have any sort of connection to the culture or religion because I was confused. I think it was a very confusing time. I asked a lot of questions and didn't receive any answers. It was very much so you sort of have your head down, you memorize verses, and you leave. I think the way I sort of um, uh, functioned when I was younger was when it came to going to Madrasa, I would say, okay, cool, I've got two hours to kill. I'm going to learn a verse and just leave as soon as possible. And for me, it became like clocking in and clocking out. It became a shift almost. And I think for me, it was, it was weird because I feel like the reason a lot of peers my age and myself, the reason why a lot of us are sort of very disconnected with our religion of our culture is because of the experiences we felt during our upbringing in madrasas and duxis. It was because there was not a... It wasn't a center where you could really learn. It was more just sort of like memorize something. Mm. And if you aren't sort of like disciplined, you will be disciplined. And it was almost as if fear was such a thing. You were scared to ask questions. You were scared to uh, sort of muck around and have fun and be a child. And it was very restricting in that sense. And I feel like when I look now at my peers, and a lot of them are engaging in very different sort of things. And it's, it's natural and it's fine, but there's a disconnection to culture and religion now. And I think that's a byproduct of what's happened to us when we were younger. It's because since there wasn't any sort of uh, emphasis on the understanding and appreciation of the culture, which is what they've ad- adopted now, it's almost as if like we're the lost generation in the sense that we have completely been forgotten about in terms of like what we've experienced and the, the trauma that we've faced. And it's almost upsetting because I remember when I was conceptualizing and making gym, but I approached a lot of community organizations and there was almost as if there was a lot of hushing and we don't want to support this project because it it brings light on something which had happened in the past mm. that doesn't need to be addressed now because we've moved on. But I think stories like Shimba need to be told and expressed because it is a perspective. It is looking back on something and this has happened. We should make sure that history does not repeat itself because I feel like I wouldn't want my younger brother or siblings to ever go through what I experienced. And I think that was essentially the core of what I wanted to make. I wanted to make that dialogue about you know, these experiences children went through was so normalized that, you know, the the topic of abuse and the topic of, uh, like, corporal punishment as a whole issue is so natural. When you ask someone, what's your opinion on hitting? Uh, what's your opinion on the discipline in children? Um, it's as if the conversation usually steers towards, oh, it's natural. It's just, it was how I was brought up, so why can't the children nowadays be brought the same way? It's We live in a completely different landscape to what we were exposed to when we were younger. 
And I feel like there's, there needs to be more conversations on adapting new approaches to understanding the youth and also understanding the very confusing world that we live in, which is this sort of, this Australian society where mm. we're sort of also expanding our communities. Tickets for Into the Night, as I said, are sold out. But for those of us who did buy a ticket, what's one thing that you'd want us to take away from this film? I think what I would like people to take away from Shimba is the the dialogue and conversation that is had between characters. I think the story is a conversation in its most purest form. I think it, I wanted to understand the perspective of elders and I wanted to understand the perspective of the children. And I think it's understanding and it's trying to articulate themselves and believing what the perspective of the elders is because I think there's a fine line between understanding and demonizing. And I think that's what I wanted to avoid with Shim, but I don't want someone to take away from this film that this character who's a a Quran teacher is this sort of very demonized character. Absolutely not. You know, it's the, the, the conversation of discipline is so much more nuanced. And I think what I want people to understand is this character and the dynamics are very true and informed because it's exploring the, the complexities of the situation. And so what I would like people to take away from this film is just the conversations characters have and how that influences their perspectives on what's happening. You have a child that's very naive and innocent and their perspective on the world. And against that, you have an elder who's been raised in a, an environment where it's very traditional and conservative and his perspective is very settled and grounded. Shimbir is showing at the event Into the Night on February 15th at 6pm at the Immigration Museum. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse and dynamic radio station. Nominations are due by Wednesday the 16th of February at 5pm. For more information, contact 3CR Station Manager on 94198377 or download the nomination form from the 3CR website 3cr.org.au forward slash people. Yarra City Arts presents The Bandwagon, a new pop-up COVID-safe live entertainment venue at Condell Reserve this Sunday, February 20, from 6 to 8pm. Featuring punk rockers The Switches, who at age 13 will be playing their third public show, indie pop artist Ilka, who writes songs instead of getting therapy, and 16-year-old Cooper Jack, producer of indie pop beats. For all Yarra Staycation events, visit yarracity.vic.gov.au slash rediscover. Yarra City Arts is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You're listening to Diaspora Blues. I'm Ian Shirwa. That is the end of the show. As usual, if you'd like to check us out on our socials, go to 3cr.diasporablues. We're there on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Abdullah Omer. I want to wish the brother all the best. In celebration of Abdullah and all the Somalis who are either listeners of the Aspora Blues or just everywhere, <laughs> to 
be honest, everywhere. Um, I want to play one last song. It's called Ahe by King Khalid. Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.